The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hi, everyone. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's an all new episode. Hey, you made it through another week. Congratulations. You deserve to have a cocktail. Or if you're me, guess what? We're drinking red wine on ice again because it's what would Diane Keaton do all over again. And I have a guest here with me is my girl, Dana Keaton. What up, Friday? <laughs> <laughs> we're back again and we're going to do another deep dive, sort of. Well, you know how I feel about deep diving sharks, so. She's going to go deep diving with some great white sharks soon. I'm going great white shark diving, but before I go great white shark diving, we're going to deep dive into some corks into some breakups. We're going to explore the whole breakup world. It's a vast one. It's a vast one. There's a lot of different kinds of breakups. Let's be clear about that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. But before we're going to do that, let's, let's talk about maybe before you get to a breakup, maybe the icky stuff, mm-hmm. maybe some annoyances. Mm-hmm. Cause I wanted to talk last week cause I asked the Instagram world cause I love talking to the Instagram world sort of like what their quirks are mm-hmm. that other people would consider bad habits. But I like to call them quirks cause it's cute. Do you think that they were like responding to you as if a partner was like, this is what led to me hating you? Or were they just telling you like, my friends noticed this? Like what, what was the difference there? <laughs> you know, just things that you do that other people be like, this annoys the fuck out of me. Okay. That kind of vibe. Also Tinks. Do you mm-hmm. follow Tinks? I do. Mm-hmm. So she also talks about having something called the ick list mm. on somebody that you're dating, maybe newly, where a list you keep on somebody of things that annoy you about them or things you don't like about them. So if you, you know, are in a fight with them or maybe they ghost you or something, you can refer back to this list. To feel better. To feel about better. Like, I hated that person. Obviously, look at my list. It's extensive. So you keep a little like list in the notes of your phone about things you do. Maybe they're like little red flags. So I ask people like, what are like quirks about you that maybe people consider bad habits that could ultimately lead to a breakup that are annoying to other people? I wanted to include this in this episode and maybe it's appropriate that maybe we could just go through them. I will start with mine. Maybe you have some of your own. I mean, I'm perfect. So like, I can't relate <laughs> to that per se, but yes, you start with yours and then I'll, ju- I'll give you mine. I am so guilty of, I will literally not unpack from a trip for as long as possible. I've, I've even left a suitcase in my car for like a month. Okay. People, I would say, describe this as like a sociopath. I have to unpack right when I get home. I think that is crazy. I can't deal with it. The, people the that clutter. come home from a trip and they're like, you don't just like go into your bed immediately. You come home from a trip you're tired, you come home from a trip and you walk in your house 
And the first thing you do is unzip your suitcase and unpack that shit. Okay, maybe I have a glass of water. Maybe I hug my cat. Like there are things that happen. But when I tell you, by the time I go to bed, my suitcase is zipped up and empty. You walk inside your house. Mm-hmm. So people that unpack from trips, this is this is the truth of everyone that says that the first thing they do from a, like when they come home from a trip is they unpack is that the minute they walk in, after they pee and pet their cat is that they unzip their suitcase. I mean, I don't know if it's like that gradual. All I know is by the time I crawl into bed and I'm relaxing, it's out. And I'm not saying it's totally done. I just like put the dirty laundry in the hamper, put my things in the bathroom. Maybe I organize the next day, but isn't it so stressful to you if it's like there just sitting? I don't like it. (laughs) No, because I don't like (laughs) you roll that shit into a corner. No, I hate it. No. So I'd say that's like an opposite cork of like, I don't like it there. Just like, I don't like dishes in the sink. I can't deal with it. Let me tell you. Okay. I did do that one time. And let me tell you, it did feel really, really good. The only times I do that are when it's things I don't need. If I just come up from Hawaii, I don't need my bathing suits and cover-ups. Yeah, but there's sand in there. Do you really just want to have a sandy suitcase just sitting there like fermenting? Sure. Like it's miso no, no, or well, like... First of all, first of all, okay, let me just say I'm also a psycho packer. Well, when I pack stuff, I'm packing like... I'm folding things immaculately. I'm I'm shaking stuff out. I'm not packing a wet bathing suit. That shit is dried out on the balcony. Like it is, there's no sand Bitch, in my it's suitcase. sand adjacent. Do not lie to me that you go to an island. Even if it's dry, there is sand. Mm, I don't think I've ever had sand in a suitcase. Well, I've had some pretty fucking sandy suitcases. If, so. No, and if there's anything been sand, if I've, I've had sand on anything, it doesn't come home with me. I just, I sacrifice it. It is, it stays. Oh, I bring it back. I bring it back. It's my little gift from the islands, but I like it in the laundry hamper where it it has sand, it stays on the island. Okay. Dishes in the sink. I don't mind if it's like for a day. There's, you know, there's some dishes in my sink right now. It's fine because there's some dishes in the dishwasher that need to be put away. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. We are going to get to that because the dishes um, in the dishwasher are now done. So that needs to be addressed. I think it's a different thing. So if your dishwasher is full and it's Mm -hmm. clean, it's okay to have some, like you have a couple things in there right now, but they're also rinsed off, which is a big differentiator to me. So they're like rinsed off and there's a couple random things. So to me, that signifies like there's clean dishwasher. I don't have time to undo it. I don't want to put it away. But if, if the dishwasher is empty... There is no fucking reason on planet earth for anything to be in the sink. And I used to be disgusting. This is like the last year and a half of my life. I used to be such a slob and I don't know what shift happened, but all of a sudden now, like I can't sleep. I don't like it. I don't want to look at a fork when I get up in the morning. It's not my thing. Cleaning the kitchen before you go to bed is my kink. Cathartic. It is my kink. You, you actually wrote in on this and you said compulsive playing with my hair. Mm -hmm. You do that. I used to do that. Have you ever noticed me doing it? I haven't. Oh, I've, uh, that's like such a thing for me. But so. I used to do that and it annoyed everyone around me. Do you know there's a name for it? No. Well, well actually, yeah. What is it? It's called trichotillomania. Yes. So there's two kinds. So when people hear this, there's, there's a kind that's super severe in which you pull out your hair piece by piece. Oh. And it's all over. Like people choose different hair in their body. I am fortunate to not have that. My sister has the same kind that I have. The other kind is where you compulsively play with it. Like my sister will tie her hair in like a little knot and undo it and re like and flip it around. Whereas me, I like get it in this right way at the very ends of it. Like I get the perfect, even little piece of hair 
and I'll like brush it across my lip or on my cheek, or I'll play with it with my index finger and like pinch it with my thumb and middle finger to the point that when I'm in business meetings, I'll sometimes put my hair in a bun because I will like go as far as to, and it's not conscious, but I'll like slip my hand behind my back to like do it behind my back. It's like a tick I have. Like I just always do it. And people notice it. I used to drive my mom crazy and like people like think I'm like eating my hair. I'm like, no, I just like, I don't know. It's just something I used to do is self-soothing when I was little. I used to like pull a strand out from behind my, the back of my hair into the front and like with both hands, like pull play on it into the point where I'd pull it out, like go crazy on it. And there'd be a pile of hair on the floor. Was, oh my God. That's the awful. other kind. No, I would never pull it out, but I like have to be like touching it all the time. It was on purpose. It would just be, I'd just be yanking on it nonstop and it would just be falling out. How'd you stop? Everyone kept pointing it out to me and to the point where I'd start touching my head. I'd be like, stop it. How do you feel about people with messy cars? That was another one. Disgusting. I'm a big thing with like cars with mess. Like sometimes like water bottles, like if I get into your car and you have like 19 water bottles on the floor, like what the fuck is that about? Have get, you ever heard get of, your life together. Have you heard of a hydro flask? Let's start there. Second of all, Yeti, get yourself a Yeti. Get a Yeti. And then also like that to me, even when I was a slob, like that was a space in which I don't understand that when like people have to swish around on the passenger side to give you a place to put your feet. I don't like that. Or if you someone gets in your car and you're having to throw stuff from your seat into the back of the car. How about the chair? Okay. Are we talking about laundry? Now it's in my closet. It's called the dresser where it's like I stack folded clothes, but they're not going in the drawer. They're just going on the dresser. When I have tried stuff on, but I don't want to hang them up. They get draped on. There's a pile, mm-hmm. you know, the pile, mm-hmm. not laundry. It's just the, the pile. Mm-hmm. Katie and I, she introduced me to her, but we have this, the same person does our nails and Violet who does our nails have talked about this at nauseum. <laughs> I believe in the chair, but I would say I am very fortunate. I just moved into a new apartment with a washer and dryer. And I would say the chair existed for me before that because I like would put it off so long to be doing laundry. And now I have it like very accessible to me. So it hasn't happened as much, but I don't judge the chair. I don't judge it. I hate laundry. Who who likes laundry? Well, speaking of laundry, now that you have a washer and dryer, I have been guilty of leaving like clothes in the dryer and just like going to pick stuff out of the dryer <laughs> rather than just like taking the stuff out of the dryer and like folding it. I'll just like go and pull stuff out of the dryer. A lot of people did write that one in. They're like just leaving stuff in the dryer and not pulling it out. Well, again, I'm not going to judge that because I've only been in the apartment (laughs) two weeks. So it hasn't happened yet. But can I tell you the first day I moved in while I was unpacking, I did eight loads of laundry that I like did my last load at my shitty old apartment, my disgusting washer and dryer. And it was like two weeks before I move. And I was like, I will go commando. I'm not doing another load of laundry here. So that's like the first thing I did when I moved in. It's really nice to be able to like put a load of laundry in the wash and then be able to like leave, you know, because when you don't have a washer and dryer and you have to like commit to doing your laundry and babysit the laundry, mm-hmm. like when you're like living in an apartment and you have to like dedicate a day to doing laundry and you have to like make sure you're like going down, setting a timer because some, because the worst thing ever is when someone goes in and like takes, takes your laundry out. out and is touching your underwear and you're like, why the fuck would you do that? Um, so it's really nice. But then the worst is also when you forget to like take your laundry out of the washer and then you have to like rewash it because it gets that sort of like mildew scent mm-hmm. to it. Mildewy. That's a problematic thing. 
something that Tom does that's like quirky bad habit is like leaving socks around the house or shoes around the house. That's something that people like. Why? Voted. Why socks? Like I, where? He just decides to take them off at a weird place. Yeah. I don't see any. I'm looking around. I don't see any socks right you now. You know so why? Maybe he, because he has me. Hmm. He has me. And also he, he'll just leave like things around. Things around. I'm like, why are these? You do realize that there's a place where we, like we put our sunglasses and our headphones and our socks. And he's like, what if I want to come back to this? I'm like, well, you just go to where this goes. It has a home for a reason. Cause then you lose it. And then you're asking me where it is. If you, if you put it back where it goes, he has a problem of just like putting things like it's, it's so much work to like open a drawer and put it in. And I'm like, then things don't get lost. You need to just have things laying out to see them. So one of my favorite Santa specials of all time is called Lobby Baby. And it was Seth Meyers special. Did you see it? No. Okay. Everyone who's watch it, it's on Netflix. It's incredible. And he has a whole segment about that exact scenario of him, like being unable to just put something where it belongs and his wife getting combative about it. So here's the thing. That special is so good. I'm not going to spoil it or try to do the punchline. Just watch it and you'll get what I'm saying. So. All right. We're going to pause because I have to tell you about an amazing service that I am obsessed with. It's called FrameBridge and FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame all of your favorite things without ever having to leave your home, which bonus, you can add a gallery wall to your home or office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to all the photos just sitting on your phone. And basically you can FrameBridge just about anything and it's so easy. So this is how it works. You just go to framebridge.com, upload your photo, or they'll send you your packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. You preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. You choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you're going to pay at framing stores, their prices start at just $39 and all shipping is free. Plus my listeners are going to get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use my code LOVEME. You guys, I am obsessed, honestly, because I'm one of those people that takes a bunch of pictures and then they just sit on my phone and they don't do anything except for when I want to go back and just like look at old photos. And, you know, I'm just like, finally, I have this service where I can just so easily go online. It comes so fast. It's so professionally done. It's so beautiful and it's so easy. All of the hardware that you need is right there in the box. You just hang it right up. And there's so many options to choose from. I had all these wedding photos that I finally got hung and it's so nice. I can just look at them and they're no longer on a thumb drive. I love, love, love it. So get started today and frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Honestly, what an amazing gift. Go to framebridge.com. Use promo code LOVEME to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com. Promo code LOVEME. That is framebridge.com, promo code love me. All right, back to the show. Okay, what about cracking like knuckles or bones or necks? <laughs> That's something I definitely do. My um, thumbs, only my thumbs. I can't not do it. So more power to you if you do. What like It doesn't creep me out. Does it creep you out if you hear that? There's a lot of creepier things in the world. Tom doesn't like when I crack my knuckles though. Why? I don't know. I said it feels good. 
Does it give him the X? Is he like, hmm, Bubba? No, but Tom does this thing where he goes like this. He goes <coughs> with his throat, which grosses me. That out. is so much worse. It's so much worse. That's so much worse because it's so just off-putting, mm. right? <laughs> it's gross. It's worse than cracking a knuckle. Someone says sleeping with my friend's dad. Wow. Okay, sleeping with my friend's dad. I have one thing to say to you. Queen, icon, legend, obsessed. I love that for her. Are they hot? I mean, I, I couldn't love that more <laughs> if I tried. I wonder if the friend knows or if that's ever been a thing, but like hot girl summer, good for her. Let's get into some break up stories. Let's get into breakups in general. We're actually going to talk about like romantic breakups mm-hmm. because breakups happen in all areas of life. All areas of life. And I think when we talked about talking about this, that's where people's brain goes immediately. Like you have to have a significant other romantic breakup, but like breakups happen all yeah. the time. You break up with your romantic partners. You break up with your friends. You break up with bad jobs. Yeah. You break up with yourself break up with yourself, you break up with bad habits. Yeah. And how we deal with those things, it all varies. It varies. And I just feel like there are quirks that happen. Like when you're looking at the different types of breakups, you probably handle them very differently. Like there's different things you do to self-soothe and that go along with that. And also like some are more painful than the others. And I think that people would automatically assume it's romantic breakups, but like some of the worst breakups I've had in my life had had nothing to do with someone I was boning. So what have been the worst breakups for you? I would say friends for sure. Yeah. Like, and okay, here's the thing. There are people that are meant to be in seasons of your life and it doesn't make like the time that you were with them any less special and that they weren't fundamental to who you were, but to become the person you're supposed to be. I truly think sometimes you have to shed a layer and that's sometimes a person and vice versa. Like people would probably have done that to you too, but it is totally painful and can feel like a whole gaping wound when you have a breakup with a person or like even a past version of yourself when you're like still in a comfort zone and you need to shed that layer to be that next step. Like sometimes you cling on to like shitty habits and shitty people and shitty situations because you're scared to grow. 100%. And you feel like you're losing a limb. You feel like you're losing your identity in a way. Yeah. What you said, it's, it's extremely uncomfortable. Totally uncomfortable. What about you? What do you think is like the most painful breakup? When I was younger, it was definitely romantic stuff with boyfriends. When I was younger, I thought my life would come to an end. But definitely as as I got older, it was friendships. And then it became more personal, like, you know, stuff within myself, self-identifying things. Totally. I think with age comes wisdom. Mm. And at some point, like, I think you realize that you're conditioned to think whatever your circumstances or who's around you that's permanent. Whereas then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I really hate every time I'm with this person or I'm in this scenario or this thing I'm doing. And then you're like, I don't have to fuck with that. It's that easy. Yeah. But you get so comfortable in situations. It can get really hard to break out of that. Totally. And I think sometimes that's why people stay in relationships so long and they're like, well, I'm just so comfortable with this person or I'm like, you know, they justify things. Okay. Is there anything worse? I would say not even your breakup with a partner, not even your breakup with a friend, but then watching a good friend who's going to stay in your life, go Mm. through a breakup that they should have gone through a long time ago and justifying and back and forth. I think that's the worst. Honestly, we watched this two years ago on Vanderpump Rules. I think we did. Of course, that's hard because when you're outside of it, 
it's so much clearer. People got to go through it themselves. They have to learn for themselves. But the important thing is if is learning. Because if you're not learning, you're not growing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that is the most important thing of breaking up Mm -hmm. is the learning process is the lessons that we take away from it is because they say breaking up is hard to do. But I remember my mom told me, hi mom. Hi Terry. I miss you. She listens all the time. But my mom always says like, this is going to make you stronger. And every time I went through a breakup, I would like, remember what she said. That would give me the strength to be like, remember, like, you know what? This is just going to make me stronger. So like, let's just be stronger right now. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Like, I'm already stronger. You have to go through the parts where like, it just fucking sucks no matter what. kind. Well, of course. But remembering that like, it's a character building process. Totally. And as long as you are taking into consideration all of the things that happened and all of the things that like, th- like remembering all the things and not repeating the things and repeating. That's a fucking big one. Because did you learn if you are doing the same thing? You didn't. Like, I feel like, have you seen like that with a friend when you're like, even if they jump in another relationship or it's the same one and like, it's different, but it's not. It's not like, are we learning a lesson here? What happened? What did we learn? And repeat it back to yourself out loud. What was the lesson we learned? Totally. And even, okay, I feel like people sometimes get caught up in the fact that like, especially in this day and age and how flippant and quick everything is when people have turnaround relationships with like guilty, like, yes, that happens for everyone. But I am telling you, even if it is only a first date, you learn something about yourself every single time. And if you don't, that's you choosing not to see like, okay, if you have a horrendous first date, try really hard to have a good conversation with someone even if like they're not giving it back to you, like you're working your ass off to have this conversation. Or like, I noticed this on a first date I had recently where we weren't like totally similar similar people, but he said something to me that sounded like something I would maybe say to someone else in jest and like thinking it was funny. And I was like, ugh, you sound like such a fucking douche. Noted. I don't want to say something like that anymore. Like I want to be careful about how I'm navigating that. So like, I just feel like there's always lessons available to you. It's just you being open to taking them. Yes. Be... An open book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a little break from talking about breakups and talk about something that you should never break up with. And that is a healthy lifestyle. But you know what? I understand that having a healthy lifestyle can be hard at times. Like you, it can feel like a grind. It shouldn't be, but it can be, you know, you're trying to keep up with what actually is a healthy lifestyle, but I think it still should be enjoyed. And that's when you reach for a course pure. And since it's all organic and has zero sugar, you can enjoy it without feeling guilty. So the new course pure is a refreshingly simple beer with organic barley, organic hops and water. And at 92 calories and zero sugar, it is the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. And sometimes, you know what? Breaking up with somebody (laughs) is a win in life. And sometimes it's breaking up with bad habits in your life and celebrating having new healthy habits. For me, putting on workout clothes, stretching. That is a win for me. Or just taking a walk around the block or trying a new workout class. Anything to help motivate yourself. Like I said, a healthy lifestyle should be enjoyed and finding that simple enjoyment in life. There's really nothing better. Creating that balance is all about being super healthy and 
you know what, that's all I'm about now. So Coors Pure is absolutely the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. So when you want to enjoy a beer without the guilt, reach for a Coors Pure. It's organic, but chill about it. So go to CoorsPure.com slash love me to see where you can find Coors Pure. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Beering Company, Albany, Georgia. All right, let's get back to the podcast. There's obviously so much things that we can borrow from like pop culture that we resonate with or not resonate with, but there is one particular movie that really fucking stands out. It is just so aptly named The Breakup. Do you know what is so fucking funny? I was wondering if you're going to bring that up because earlier when we were talking about the dishes, that's like oh. the fundamental thing at the beginning of the movie is the, the dishes. dishes. Okay, I the want breakup, someone who wants so to do the dishes. The movie The Breakup is mm-hmm. with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. The amount of times I watch this movie and rewatch this movie is and as uncomfortable as it is to watch this movie. I, I mean, I don't know why. How many times have you seen this movie? The limit does not exist. I couldn't even I don't fucking know tell you. why I have seen this movie so many times because this movie, I don't know that I necessarily like it, but I kind of love it. Conflicting I feelings. I don't. I I love it, but I don't know why I like it. Okay, there are elements <laughs> to weird. No, totally. There are elements to it that I love, and like it is. I feel like anytime it's, I will watch it. Like anytime I see it on anything, I will. Even though I've seen it forty five times, like they kind of nailed it. They they nailed it. But I think that the reason that it's frustrating to us, and in the end, it feels like there's no resolve. And like I, I so I, I need to know what you think actually happened is because they wanted it to mirror real life. Yeah. Like that's what that actually looks like. What do you think happened? Cause at the end they like see each other and they have a quick catch up. Do they get back together? Do they not? What happened? Can we not get to the ending? Oh my God. You guys, we, I skipped ahead. Okay. We skipped all the way ahead. <laughs> First of all, can we also talk about the fact that like Jennifer Anderson was going through a breakup pretty much around the time that she was maybe making that or when it came out because Brad? Yes. Was it that long ago? Yes. Shut the fuck. No, it wasn't. So Jennifer Manson and Brad Pitt broke up in 2005 and this movie came out in 2006. So after editing and everything like that, they had had to have been filming this movie during the time Brad Pitt, Angelina, like the timing of all of this. So Jennifer Aniston was giving a fucking performance. Like, dude. That makes me think like the times that shows her like crying and so vulnerable in the movie and so just raw and upset was totally her life. I can't believe that I didn't know that that was so close together. That must have been so triggering for her. Can you imagine going to work every day to a movie called The Breakup when the love of your life is leaving you for Angelina Jolie? Bummer. No, but also the fights that they would get into in front of their friends at game night, bickering. And over like the lemons Mm -hmm. and over like, I don't want you to like, I mean, it just. (laughs) Well, my baby wants, my baby gets. (laughs) I mean, like it was, you know, when they had those like moments of vulnerability Mm. and she got the tickets to the concert. Olive branch. The olive branch and she wanted him to show up and then he didn't show up and she was crushed. You know, those, those moments in a breakup where you're like, kind of like, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm going to be vulnerable and there's maybe like this little sliver of a chance where we can reconcile here Mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen. And then you're even more crushed. It just, that movie, it encapsulates like a breakup in a more adult life 
than than anything else. And it is soul crushing. Well, you know what's funny about that? Now I look back at 2006, I was like 16 thinking I knew I was like dating my first boyfriend, thinking I knew anything about anything. And like looking back on that experience, I think it's more relevant for me now. And I just think it's so funny how ambiguous the movie ends because anyone you talk to has a different opinion of what it meant long-term and like if they made the right choice or whatever, but it's just crushing the whole thing. You're so sad for them. You want it to work out. But also I think part of it is even if you like a couple in real life, And you know, they're not meant for each other and it just shouldn't work out. Like you still want them to win. Okay. So at the end, when they, they see each other on the street and they're like, Oh, good to see you. I mean, I think that maybe they meet up. I think ultimately there was maybe too much damage done at the end. I'm in agreement. I think that a lot of people say, they definitely got back together. I think they I went think to they dinner. Got, I think they got a drink. I think maybe they had sex, but I think that it was more anything. I think, they got, I think they got closure. Whatever that looked like for them, I think it was closure. And I think they were both in much better places and the people that they were supposed to be, you know? And it didn't necessarily mean that they were growing together. Yeah, I think, yeah. They, I think they got closure. I think they had a couple apple teenies and got a little crazy. <laughs> and then that was that. Yeah, but I think I think they did a lot of damage at the end. But they definitely didn't end up back together. Mm-mm. I don't but, think so. You know, uh, but that movie, dude, it's so good. And you want them to, but at the same time, if you really look at it, you don't, you want, you want what's best for them. And they're both in better places. And again, just because you like a couple together doesn't mean they should be together. Mm-mm. Do you have any really good like breakup songs that you would like listen to just to, like let out a good cry? Ugh, it's like for me, cause it's just, it's different phases of your life, but there are still things I revisit. Like I have a sad playlist and it has shit from the nineties stuff from now. It's like, is it Alanis Morissette? Is it Adele? Is it Nirvana? Is it, you know, all these different things lately. I've been listening to where have all the cowboys gone for some reason, like a lot, like Paula Cole, Paula Cole, mm. like that's a bop. What about you? You probably like Atlantis more. So I probably like some angsty stuff, mm-hmm. like emo stuff, you know? I have a playlist called Emo I Hardly Know Her. And that <laughs> playlist, it basically has like Rob Zombie to Alanis Morissette. And like, I just put it on shuffle if I'm feeling in a mood, especially about something romantic. And I usually find something. But no, I definitely have a harder time now breaking up with things with people. Change is hard. And when you get into a pattern with other people, no matter who they are in your life or what's going on, like it is hard to be like recognizing this needs to change. This needs to end. I have to put this behind me. I need to honor it for what it was and just move on and, you know, keep growing. It's uncomfortable. It's not like a fun thing, but it's something necessary. Okay. So if you need to break up with the job, what's your approach to that? I'm such a professional. I'm such a consonant professional. Like I've never had the cool, like, fuck you. I hate it here. I'm who's never com- coming with me? Who's coming with one day? Like I always give notice. I always write an email that's like, Ugh, thank you so much for this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. But like, I want to be that person. I wish I could be. Have you ever done that at a job and just like, fuck you? No, because I am one of those people that's like, I'm getting my two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be like one job in my life that I worked at for like maybe five minutes that I was like, uh, never any job that I respectively like worked out, you know, okay. I do have one. It wasn't like a fuck you thing, but I lied. I fibbed. Okay. So I worked for the better business bureau for literally two weeks out of college. And I, um, it was really far from my house. It was like a almost 45 minute drive South from where I was even living in Seattle, which was South. 
and it was a really weird time in my life. And I got it. And like the first day realized how much I hated it and how it was like data entry, just like sitting in cubicles all day. And like the, the air was dead. Like we were all dead inside. And I, like most people, they made you sign a contract that you had to stay for a year or they would basically like garnish your wages. And I, I was, for some reason I was able to get out of that. And then the first week in, I was like, oh, I'm not going to work here for much longer. And then another job came about and then I got home and I normally like call, I'm professional, whatever. And I literally sent an email and I was like, Hey, I don't think this job is for me. I'm never coming back. That was the one time I've ever done that. And it wasn't like mean or anything, but I was just like, this is sucking my soul. I remember those minutes felt like hours, hours every yeah. fucking minute at that job. And it was just so ridiculous. So the better business bureau shout out. Sorry. I ghosted you. I ghosted basically given the text message breakup. When I went to college, yeah, I got hired at Hollister, <laughs> but I really want to work at this like really cool boutique called JMR. But the day I was supposed to start at Hollister, I got a call from JMR being like, we want to hire you. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I want this job, but I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. I like start today at freaking Hollister. I was like, so I'm like, yes, I'm going to work here, but like, let me like quit this job. But because I have work ethic, I wasn't going to just like tell them I'm not coming into work. So I I went into my first day telling them like, Hey, so like, actually I got another job offer, you know? So like, thank you so much. But like, you know, like, like I'll give you like two weeks thinking like, I haven't even started with you guys. So like, but like trying to say like, I'll give two weeks Mm -hmm. and thinking they're probably going to be like, it's okay. Like we haven't even like started you here. Like don't even bother. Oh no. They were terrible. They were like, sure. They made me work for them for two weeks. I worked on like the back room doing like go backs for like their dressing rooms. Break down go backs for people who had two parents paid for their life. What is a go back? Explain that to us. Okay. Go back means like all the clothes you try on in the dressing room. They like throw into this like back room that you have to like then put back on hangers or fold and then put back on the floor. Mm -hmm. It was some bullshit. Bullshit. it It was only like a couple days like for like a couple of weeks at the same time, I got to start training at my other job, but like, it was still like weird that like I had to even work at this place that I wasn't going to work at and meet people. And I felt like weird. I was like, don't, do you don't need to introduce yourself to me? <laughs> I'm not going to be here. No, I know. But there wasn't like a going away party for you. I'm assuming at Hollister. No, I was just like, <laughs> just pretend I don't exist. I went to the old, the old trusty Instagram because I am so curious slash nosy. And I asked y'all, what is the worst way that you have broken up with someone or they have broken up with you? And it sort of rang of like the early (laughs) 2000s. There was a lot of like ghosted, a lot of like broken up with me via text there was one person in particular that mentioned being broken up over a post-it note, which brought me back to the the episode of Sex, Sex in the City. Burger, Burger, that fucker. Burger that like just sent Carrie into a full-on spiral where she smoked weed. I almost she got, got arrested. I almost got arrested for smoking a doobie. <laughs> if you don't know that reference, like... Pause this and watch Sex and the City. You know, but but like when I read that, I was just like, "What? No way!" But 
there was a couple of people that said that they sent their mom to break up with somebody or that someone else's mom broke up with them. A lot of text messages. Someone said, I broke up with my ex over the phone. It was a three minute phone call. I feel like in this day and age, it's like Instagram, Snapchat, text message, ghosting. Like, I feel like those would be the main themes. Some of them were really surprising. Like I got broke up with over, over an email while I was at work. We were together for three years and we lived together. Like if you're living with somebody and you're breaking up with them through a text message or an email, like I can't imagine like being with Tom like after three years and then sending him a text message. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. I've, I've never lived with a partner. So I would say that would be a scenario in which I probably like my crazy would come out and not saying that would like burn the place to the ground, but I don't know what my other options would be. Your hands are tied at that point. That's insane. If you live with someone, you should just probably go home and tell them. <laughs> like when someone comes home from work, like sit them down, have a conversation. Like it's just bizarre that you would send someone a text message or an email while they're at work being like, hey, we're done. Do you think that that person got home from work and the person's, all their stuff was gone? And like they'd emailed saying like, hey, I moved out, bye. Well, um, there was, there was another one. He packed all my stuff and left it in front of our home. Said if I had any questions to email him. Are you fucking kidding me? The way I broke up with my ex is I packed all my stuff out of the apartment and said, see ya. I would say like, if you don't want to have a conversation, you just like pack your shit and move, maybe leave a letter. Like that, that is definitely the worst way to do it. I did ask the worst way. So like, right. I'm not asking like how you did it. I'm asking the worst way. Right. So like, you know, on Christmas by text is another one. Ugh. Over Twitter. At Twitter. What the hell? Ghosted after six years. How do you ghost someone after six years of being together? Aren't your lives a little too intertwined just to ghost somebody? I think the only way to ghost someone after six years of being together is to die. <laughs> I think that's a way you can then ghost someone. Oh my God. Someone, someone did say they faked a suicide. You guys, come on. Faked a suicide. Come on. Just tell them you don't want to be with them. My ex broke up with me two days after my mom had a tumor re- removed from her brain. There are just some horrible, horrible people. Have you, what is the pettiest thing you've done after a breakup, by the way? Okay. So here's the thing. I feel like mine were more when I was younger and more just like nutty and like blowing someone up. I don't know that like, I can't think I've once fantasized after a really serious relationship ended and someone moved on quickly about like taking the air out of their tire, like taking those little things off. So they'd wake up in the morning, the air was out of the tires. I never did it, but I definitely thought about it. And that was psychotic. So I can think of like, I never pulled a like mean girls, Regina George calling Planned Parenthood to call someone's house. Like that never happened. Like, what about you? Do you have anything... Um, just like hooked up with their friend. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. That would probably be like at the top of the list besides being a nut job. No, but some people did some crazy ass shit. Okay. Here's some other ones. Um, canceled his passport after he threatened me, ran over all the jewelry he gave me, then left it on his car, moved his landscaping company signs from his nice lawns to shitty lawns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) emptied our joint bank account and went drinking with my girls, Mm -hmm. left prawn heads under his car seat. He, 
Oh my God. That he loved and he admitted she had to sell it. Had threesome with his best friend and his best friend's girlfriend. Love. I used his email to subscribe to a bunch of gay porn, but he loved getting those emails and had no idea why. I love this one. Had an orgasm. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Took his favorite tweezers and then remote to the TV. Giving me ideas, honestly. Put his number on Craigslist for hookups. Shared shared their nudes. <gasps> okay, I don't that fuck with is, that. That's revenge porn. That's revenge porn. It's illegal. You can't do that. That's stupid. Hooked up with one of their friends. Hook hooking up with one of their friends is probably one of the best things you can do. My ex would leave his tab open at the bar, so after he left, I'd put all mine and my friends' drinks on yes. there. Yes, that's the best thing ever. I heard once about someone Venmoing, like getting into their ex's um venmo like using the passcode like knowing the passcode and then venmoing themselves money someone uh someone also said that they would like break into their like instagram or like something and message all of the girls that they were messaging and tell them that they thought they were ugly (laughs) it's really messed up and that that is really petty that's so petty but you asked that's petty but breaking up is hard to do anyways as kate hudson once said in how to lose a guy all is fair in love and war. And someone else important said that too. I couldn't tell you. I just know it from her saying it. Yeah. But anyways, Dana, it's always a pleasure. Please come back all of the time. The pleasure is mutual. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Katie Maloney Shorts. Until next time, be kind to yourselves and to others. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. 